Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. Final podcast of the day. I'm so excited and I'm so I'm so tired. Midday games and we're going to talk about Sunday night football coming up next, ladies and gentlemen. 24's podcast. We are Sex Babam. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I was listening to the. What is it? Who's that girl? It's funny how like terrible my memory is. We were listening to Black Sheep that was sung by Metric. I think that's what uh, what the band name is called. Metric. And Brie Larson was on vocals and she fucking killed it. And I was just like, I got to play it. And so I played it for the podcast, and it was, you know, it was pretty fucking awesome. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. We're going to talk about all of the games that happened in the mid-block, which the midday block, which were three games. Arizona Cardinals versus Panthers at Panthers. Broncos at Raiders. Pat- Patriots at Packers. And finally, Chiefs at Tampa Bay. Technically speaking... Chiefs in Tampa Bay is still going on, but uh, I'm I'm ready to uh, to wave the the right the white flag on that one. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to wave it. By the way, like, who's the girl that that was on the blacklist, the TV show with James Spader? That was like really awesome and super super cool. And then it just like Megan Boone. That show went off the fucking rails shout out to Megan Boone she was awesome in the blacklist and then I just I stopped watching you know how like I gotta sidetrack here you know how like there's really really awesome TV shows that just go on for way too long and have like a very very formulaic approach to their episodes you know with very very little to no deviation whatsoever I feel like that's what Blacklist was and is. Just like, shout out, but shout out to Megan Boone. I love her. But it's just like, she was on the Blacklist for eight years. And then, I don't know, I just saw her, I think, as like, I don't know. Hold on. I don't know. I feel like I just saw her literally as an advertisement for a new TV show. I don't know, but it's just like there's certain TV shows that are just way too long. And I feel like The Blacklist is one of those where I love the TV show. I love the concept. If you don't know the concept of The Blacklist, essentially it's about this top 10 most wanted man. Like he's like a terrorist or whatever. And 
he helps the United States government uncover these other terrorists or whatever via a blacklist. It's a really awesome TV show, a really awesome concept. And James Spader was like built to play that role. Hold on. Excuse me. He was like built to play that role, but it just, it was way too long. Like the fucking TV show was 40, 40 minute episodes. I think there's like over a hundred. It is insane how long that TV show is. It's been going on for eight years. I'm like, who watches that? Who watches that? It's a nine-year-old television show. You want to know what? I love it. I love it. I have no idea what it's about, but I used to love it more specifically. It has 196 episodes. Why does it have 196 episodes? Hold on. I'm like, I'm reading now the premise of the show. Okay. I'm like, all right. I love the concept. It's just like fucking 196, 40 to 45 minutes. I have a life. I'm not a teenager anymore. You know? I can't spend all day watching TV anymore. I have things to do. I'm an adult. It's like, I remember my cousin when she was in high school, she was just like, I've watched all of Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, all of it? She's like, yeah, I just spend all my, all my free time just watching Grey's Anatomy. Like, she watched all of it on Netflix and while she was like 15, 16, 17. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Not even a good television show anymore. Or more, I don't know. It's too long. It's almost like a 20-season something episode. Or how, how many episodes there are of Grey's Anatomy? If Blacklist has 196, Grey's Anatomy at least has, has to have like somewhere close to 400. And they're all 40 minutes. Hold on. In, uh, I have no idea how to spell Grey's Anatomy. Let me just look it up on my, on my fucking iPad. I know, I know all this... Has a point. More specifically, it's just to like, to kind of like distract me from it. Hold on. How many episodes there are? There's 18 seasons. There's no way that they don't have somewhere close to 400 episodes. Uh, God. Hold on. How many? NBC has been running that horrific. Thank God it's for, it's Thursday thing. Oh my God! Yeah, there's four hundred. I was right. Like on the dot, four hundred, four hundred forty-five minute episodes, and there are people that have watched it. There are psychopaths that have watched. Four hundred. It is not a good enough TV show to watch four hundred episodes of it that are also forty-five minutes long. That is insane. 
Don't even pretend to tell me that it's like, ah, ah. Oh my God. I don't even want to think about how many, like it doesn't matter how much time it is. It's just that you're spending so much time on one bad, on one TV show that probably isn't even anywhere near as good as it once was. I'm willing to say it. I'm willing to say it. Sorry. Um, oh, by the way, I'm watching like, not watching, but I'm like, I'm looking at peak Grey's Anatomy, which was like mid-2000s to like late-2000s. God, I, I did used to like Grey's Anatomy, but then it's just like one episode had like a school shooter or like a hospital, not a school shooter, but like a hospital shooter. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Nobody's going to go to a hospital and shoot up a hospital. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Anyways, I have a feeling that I'm not going to I'm not going to talk for a whole lot about football here today, as evident by me spending like eight minutes on TV shows. Just because I feel like some stuff is super straight up and some stuff I've hit right on the head here. Or nail on the head, I guess. So midday, we talked a lot about certain football teams that had lost or had won and kind of like the status of the team and where the team can go. We talked about how the Cowboys can be Super Bowl contenders. We talked about even how the Ravens had lost to the Bills in kind of a horrific fashion that the Ravens, I believe, will still be fine as long as they have Lamar Jackson. But really, in the mid-afternoon block of games, it was super predictable what was going to happen. Cardinals beat the Panthers, the Broncos lost to the Raiders, and the Patriots lost to the Packers. Now, we'll talk about the two last games, Broncos at Raiders, Patriots at Packers here in a minute, but I want to talk about the Cardinals and the Panthers very, very quickly here because I feel like this will be the quickest conversation we'll have about this game. So, Matt Rule... 1,000% deserves to be fired. Nobody, like, nobody don't even try to defend him. He's terrible. He's garbage. He's bad. In a discussion. They do not have a winning record with him. Ever. Ever. Okay? Out of, I think, three or four seasons with him at Carolina, they have never had a winning record. And do you want to know what? Every single time, every single year he has been there, to me, they have done little to nothing to move the needle in forward progress, to get forward progress, to get better players, to get better coaching. Let me plug in my computer first and explain. Hold on. So, a year or two ago, they hire Joe Brady, the former LSU Tiger, go Tigers, LSU Tigers, offensive coordinator who was, I believe, the offensive coordinator either the year of Joe Burrow or the year after Joe Burrow, something like that. Go Tigers. He was the new kid on the block. He was essentially the guy that everybody was like, he's the next great offensive coordinator. Imagine being thought of as this offensive play calling genius when you literally have like three of the top 
three players at their respective positions in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Imagine people being like, golly wally, he's a great offensive mind. And it's just like, no, he literally had some of the best NFL players on the planet on his team. But Joe Brady, he goes to Carolina. He kind of exposes himself. He gets fired midway through the season. And then they just have kind of nobodies there trying to, trying to be the offensive coordinator. What does Matt Rule do as a head coach? He doesn't have an offensive scheme, that's for certain. He's not a defensive guy at all. And you know what? I feel like the Carolina Panthers have kind of been stuck in the mud. They were like, we're going to draft an offensive lineman, Akeem Aquanu or Evan Neal this year. And Akeem Aquanu's like been okay for them. A couple of years ago, they were like, we're going to get Derek Brown. And a year before, uh, like last year, excuse me, not a year before last year, excuse me, but like literally last year in 2021, they were like, we're going to get JC Horn. Why did they get JC Horn? I have no idea because they literally traded for one of the better cornerbacks in his respective draft class coming out, of course, not now, but coming out in CJ Henderson, they drafted him. And then last year they traded for Stefan Gilmore. And it's just like, wait, you guys are, you guys have too many corners. And then they released Stephon Gilmore. They didn't sign him to a cop. It's like, why would you do that? I don't know. They got Baker Mayfield and they got Sam Darnold. And it turns out they're both not very good. Then they went back and they picked up Cam Newton again. And then before that, it was, well, we're going to get Teddy Bridgewater and he's going to be our quarterback. And he's not very good. Hold on. I'm getting an update from a game. Hold on. Okay, all right. I'm getting not-so-good news from the Tampa Bay game. But my point with the Arizona Cardinals, or excuse me, my point with the... I haven't even started with the Arizona Cardinals. point with the Carolina Panthers is that they are incredibly bad. They are incredibly dysfunctional. They won last weekend against the Saints. The Saints are not very good. And they got their butts whipped by Kyler. And look, some people are not Kyler Murray fans. I don't know why. His team would be nothing without him. His team was awesome with him. They are 2-2. Two and two. They are 500. It looks like that's where they're probably going to stay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, their star wide receiver, I think he got, what, six games? Six games for uh, performance-enhancing drugs. So he is now suspended. He is serving out a six-game suspension or seven-game. I can't remember the exact details of it. But once he, get, once he gets off that six-game suspension, I think Arizona could potentially be a playoff team. I don't know. Kyler is kind of carrying the shit out of his football team, and his football team isn't very good, to be honest with you. And so here we are. Arizona seems to be trending upward. Steve Keim... Cliff Kingsbury, we've kind of talked about both of them, the GM and the head coach, respectively, of the Arizona Cardinals. They're both not very good, but Kyler is kind of saving their jobs and their careers while they both put him in horrific positions as a quarterback. But, you know, Kyler is super resilient to some degree, and he's a winner to a large degree. And he fucking, he clutched it out against the uh, the Carolina Panthers 26-16 to today. After only scoring three points in the first half, by the way, 
He then goes on to score 23 points in the second half, 16 of which in the fourth quarter. Again, he clutched it out. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe Kyler is uh, the reason why Arizona is winning all those those games. I looked it up a couple weeks ago. Isn't it that they have like four, five, or six seasons in the last like 50 years? Hold on. Let me look up the statistic. I forgot what it was. It was like they had essentially like four, five, ten win seasons in the last 50 years. It's insane how little Arizona wins. Let me like... Let me, like, look it up really, really quickly. Hold on. All right. Here we go. So, Arizona in the last 50 years has one, two, three, four, five. Oh, my God. Eight. Eight. Oh my God, no way. Nine 10 win seasons in the la- in almost 100 years. Going all the way back to 1948, and granted it may be a little bit unfair because there were only 12 games in the regular season, so uh, in um, the 1940s. But going all the way back to 1948, they have nine 10 win seasons. Nine. That's insane. That that's insane. They don't do really any winning. They're not a very good football program, as evident by nine ten win seasons in the last hundred years. I don't know what to say about that. Besides, holy fucking shit, Kyler Murray, you need to pay him probably more. And if you're wondering how many ten win seasons he has. Kyler, relative to the Arizona Cardinals, he has one 10-win season. He has the 11-win season last year. So, God, can you, like, that's insane that he could have a fifth of the Arizona Cardinals 10-win seasons in almost 100 years if he wins 10 games this year. That's how bad of an organization they are. So, when people try to be like, well, I like the Cardinals are just a, like the Cardinals are doing right by Kyler. I'm like, dude, like look at their history. They are a they are a historically bad football team. Historically bad. Oh my God! Speaking of historically bad, Broncos and the Raiders. I'll group both games up: Broncos versus Raiders, Patriots at Packers. Last year, or last week, I said, I learned a lot week three. Learned a lot week three. Learned a lot the last three weeks, right? Going into the fourth week, week four. And I said it's an important week last week because it can potentially tell you how some of these football teams are going to operate and how they're going to play, kind of like long-term. Trends start to emerge. And one of those trends is that the Broncos and the Raiders are two of the worst fucking football teams in the NFL. Broncos lost to the Raiders, no doubt, today. I picked the Raiders to go up against the Broncos and the uh, and beat the uh, the Broncos, and the Raiders fucking clutched it out 32-23 to against the Denver Broncos. 
it was by all accounts Russell Wilson's best game this season. But it still doesn't matter. Like once again, I don't know, I don't know why they play Melvin Gordon. I don't he fumbles a lot and he's not as good as he once was. And their offensive line is not very good. Like I was kind of wondering because the offensive line was talking a little bit of shit about Seattle's offensive line. They were like, we'll protect you more and better than you got protected in Seattle. And I was like, well, that's not happening. Guys can't push anything. You guys let up to three sacks today. I hate the Raiders offensive line. They let up too. Huh? What? I don't understand that. Broncos were 3-4-11 on third down. They had seven penalties. And then they lost the, uh, the Melvin Gordon fumble, which then turned into a recovery by the Broncos that led into a return by the Broncos that went for seven. There's your ball game, 25, 25 to 23 if you wipe out seven points. But even then, it's just like, oh my God, it still doesn't matter because the Raiders still won. And it's just like, I don't understand how the Broncos have Patrick Sertan and all these other guys. Oh, wait, like it doesn't matter. Like Devontae Adams still ran Rackshaw against them. And Josh Jacobs actually ran Rackshaw against them for 144 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs has been meh this year. He's been meh. 144 yards against the Broncos. So uh, seeing is believing. I don't think the Broncos are a playoff team. I don't think the Raiders are a playoff team. The Broncos are such a fucking joke. They're so terrible. Who do they go up against next weekend? They go up against, oh my God. Thursday night, Indian. I'm not going to watch that game. I'm not going to watch that game. Why? Like, I'm not going to do that to myself. Thursday night football, Colts at Broncos. Now you, were, now you know why I was like, ugh, I'm not going to watch that game. Two of the worst teams in the NFL going at it slugging it out prime time Thursday night football joke joke Broncos are such a terrible football team oh my god it's almost like for me it's shocking because I was watching Matt Ryan today and I was like I can't believe how bad Matt Ryan is I can't believe how bad Russell Wilson is I feel like he has all of the weapons Maybe outside of offensive line. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett is a bad coach. They should get rid of him. Fire him. The writing is on the fucking wall. He is terrible. He is god-awful. Get him out of there. You can still potentially salvage Russell Wilson. But Nathaniel Hackett, I don't know why the fuck you think that he would be anywhere near decent to good. He's bad. He's really fucking bad. joke he's a joke so is Josh McDaniels but hey at least he won today speaking of a team that won today I'm I wouldn't say I'm worried about the Green Bay Packers but more along the lines of like I don't think they're a Super Bowl team I don't think so and I talked about I've talked about it for the last three weeks I'm like look Aaron doesn't want to play football when things are not going his way. They do not want to play football 
He does not want to play football. The team knows he doesn't want to play football. They're going to run the shit out of the ball, which they did today. Almost 102 yards, not 102 yards, excuse me, almost 200 yards of rush today. He doesn't want to play football. The Packers today almost lost against the Patriots, and the Patriots are a bad football team. With backups, they put in the third-string quarterback in Bailey's app. Patriots scored 24 points. It went into overtime. Aaron finally kicked, uh, got into field goal position. Excuse me. They, the, the, uh, the Packers kicked the game-winning field goal. Ball game. Just like, what? How do you almost lose to a third-string quarterback? It would be different if it was like a one-off. It was like one thing out of multiple things. But it's just like there's a pattern of behavior where it's just like when adversity strikes, when the going gets tough, Aaron gets going. He's like, all right, bye. I'm gone. I'm out. It's like it looked really, really bad for a little while. It looked like the Patriots were going to win that game. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe Aaron is about to choke the game again. Luckily, he did not. 27-24 Packers. Aaron Rodgers. I'm kind of feeling the same way about Aaron as I am Russell Wilson, where I'm like, I think Aaron is done career-wise. Maybe not Russell Wilson, but I I feel like Russell Wilson can potentially bring something back, but I feel like Matt Ryan is done in the NFL. I feel like Aaron is done in the NFL. I don't think... I feel like we overestimated... Aaron's own abilities, because, like, look, he had, he had a great game. 21 of 35, 251 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, right? Like, oh, my God, by the way, the interception went for a pick six. But I feel like, yes, he had a good game or a great game, but it didn't, like, actually, outside of, like, some plays here and there, but, it, it, like, I feel like he didn't do enough to win the game if he was against a better quarterback. I feel like that stat line wouldn't have flown if they had played up against the Chiefs, you know? And I felt last week when I picked the Packers again, no, I picked the Bucks against the Packers, I think. I, for, I forgot. It doesn't matter that much. But when I watched that Bucks game, I was like, if the Bucks had their guys that they have tonight, they probably would have won because the Packers defense is abhorrent. Like they spent all that money not even money, excuse me, but all of those picks on guys like Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker, and they're not very good. Like, their defense is not very good. They gave it 24 points against the Patriots and Bailey Zapp. Bailey Zapp? What? 24 points? Oh, and by the way, Matt Patricia's calm plays. How do you like that? You like a a former defensive coordinator who is now the offensive coordinator for the Patriots after Josh McDaniels left? That is insanity to me. But here we are, where Bailey Zapp is scoring 24 points for the Patriots and Matt Patricia is the play caller. Like, yeah, here we are. Packers won today, but they really shouldn't have. Should have been the Patriots if they were a little bit better. Wow, short podcast. I'm tired. 
I'm waving the white flag on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. Um, it was lights out since lights out. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have been explosive. They've been electric, Tampa Bay. I can't say that they haven't been explosive and electric on offense. They've scored 24 points. It's like they've had a good overall game production-wise. The fucking problem is, is that the Chiefs have scored 41 points. I don't think Tom has turned over the football tonight. I don't think the offense has turned over the football. Yeah. Well, no, Tom has thrown an interception. But beyond that, it wasn't like... It wasn't like Tom had thrown an interception early on or whatever and it had gone for an interception. It was just like, it was later on in the game. But like, stat line, quarter by quarter stat line for the points amount of, for the amount of points scored for the Kansas City Chiefs are 14, 14, 10, and 3. And I'm still watching the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is still going on. It's like, the Chiefs have scored a monu- have scored a monumental amount of points in the last four quarters, it's just one of those Patrick Mahomes games where he's like Stephen Curry and he's just unstoppable and he's jacking up threes from half court and there's nothing you can do for, about it. It's one of those nights. And it's just like the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, Tampa Bay has done all that they can, but Patrick Mahomes has been fantastic. There's not much else to take away from the game besides like, look, Kansas City, if you didn't know, is a Super Bowl contender. They are. I feel like that's been obvious. But yeah, Tampa Bay, Super Bowl contender. Or not Tampa. Kansas City, Super Bowl contender. Tampa Bay. I'm not going to count them out just yet. And I don't think this game is like a reflection of them not being a Super Bowl contender. I just think that they got... I think that they literally ran a race against the Flash... And lost while being like Hussein Bolt. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I mean, it was not even close because the fat, the flash can literally, I think, run as fast as the speed of light or something ridiculous like that. No, he can't. He can't run as fast as the speed of light. But you know what I mean? He can run like the flash, the superhero. He can run really, really fast. Usain Bolt can run really, really fast as well, but nowhere near the flash. I just saw a Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, spray tan. One of the girls, one of the cheerleader, cheerleaders, I just saw her spray tan. I'm like, she was smiling, but I could see like the death, like her being dead beyond her eyes. Yeah, I mean, she, she does have a spray tan and it is, it's not very good. But beyond that, she looks great, you know? It's just like she can, she can get an uneven spray tan, a weird spray tan, and still look great. Sorry. Again, I get very, very easily distracted by pretty women. Sorry. Pretty woman, come down. Da, da, da. Is, is it like pretty woman come walking down the street or something like that? I don't know. Oh, God. Anyways, I'm tired. Yeah, um, hard man. 
I mean, right now it's like 41 to 31 Tampa, or excuse me, Chiefs are up by 10. Like three minutes, 30 seconds left. I don't really know what else to say besides like Tampa Bay is, Tampa Bay is fine. They're going to go down 2-2. Kansas City is going to go up 3-1. If people are going to make this game, like people shouldn't make this, a, make a big deal out, out of this at all. Tampa Bay just ran into probably one of the top one to two teams in the NFL right now. It happens. Anyways, I'm piecing out for tonight. I'm tired. It's like 11.20. I'll see you Tuesday for weekend wrap-up, where we'll wrap up essentially the, um, the weekend and stuff like that. It's, it is somewhat self-explanatory. But also, even more importantly than that, we'll talk about college football and what happened to Jalen Carter this weekend, where he's been playing hurt for the last month, but he's been playing on a, on a snap count, on a pitch count for some weird reason. Georgia was like, we know he's hurt, but we're going to play him on a pitch count. And um, he got hurt on Saturday, potentially affecting his draft stock. So that's fun. But yes, um... I'll see you Tuesday, not Monday. We'll talk more. I'm exhausted. 24th podcast. I'll see you Tuesday.